This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. Share this week's episode with a friend that you think might enjoy it. And to get a feel for if they'll like it, first listen to the whole thing and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the show. It's Monday, May 3. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. Another tech company taking on heat. Guys, Basecamp deciding to ban discussion of political and social issues on their work platforms. The CEO of Basecamp explained it's becoming too much. It's a major distraction. It saps our energy and redirects our dialogue towards dark places. These kinds of discussions are really difficult and you should continue to have them, just not in our workspaces. Take Those voices are discussing and, discussing uh, politics in the workplace, the channel, least desirable uh, topic of conversation aside from every other topic of conversation. As companies contend with more and more political debates entering the office, many engaged employees find themselves asking the same question. Is water cooler talk related to climate change? Last week, software company Basecamp, best known for its fun corporate message boards and $100 email addresses, announced a company-wide ban on societal and political discussions on its internal platform, believing that potentially contentious conversations should remain within the exclusive domain of the rest of the internet. As part of a broader rollout of changes focused on the individual, the individual being John Galt, the company also eliminated its so-called paternalistic benefits, like fitness memberships or continued education plans, in favor of their monetary value for the remainder of the year. A nice reminder that you're free to cash out that college fund for an Xbox Series X at any given time. One-third of Basecamp's employees, many of which had been with the company since its inception, took buyouts and quit. In response to the decision to bring the company back to basics, back to individual responsibility, and back to work, demonstrating that they were willing to adhere to those first two principles, but not the last. Basecamp's assertion that it's not a social impact company stands in contrast to recent actions carried out by organizations like Coca-Cola, Delta, and Major League Baseball, all of which, eventually, spoke out against Georgia's new restrictive voting rights legislation which limits voting access to anyone so much as using a black pen. North Carolina still hasn't fully recovered from businesses that fled after the state passed its so-called 2016 bathroom bill, which injected a layer of fantasy horror on top of the real-life horror of needing to visit the restroom at a Walmart. And across the political spectrum, from Chick-fil-A to Ben & Jerry, from Hobby Lobby to Patagonia, from MyPillow to Nike, Companies have been carving out stances to ensure that customers know whether they're red or blue, meaning at some point, Pepsi's going to have to make up its mind. Basecamp isn't the first and only company to embark on limiting political speech at work. Last September, Crypto Crapto Coinbase instituted a similar policy to prevent its employees from asking each other, hey, do we work for a Ponzi scheme? But I've come a long way on this idea that work is just a place to work. The location where you're expected to spend a third of your day focused solely on the mail merge at hand. A recent survey from MetLife, a company known for their surveys, found that 9 out of 10 people would prefer to work for a company that holds values similar to their own over a job that pays more which explains all those yoga studios in your neighborhood. And as Fast Company has pointed out, many successful businesses, new and old, have found ways to make advocacy a positive aspect of their brand. Levi's now focuses on sustainability. Dick's Sporting Goods doesn't sell assault weapons. And 
Slowly but surely, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville is poisoning all the baby boomers to the brink of extinction. In the wake of this base camp thing, all these think pieces debating woke companies and free speech gloss over the fact that this is still a country where labor loses time and time again, where at-will employment makes it easy to fire workers for virtually any reason, where so much as a whiff of unionization means that McDonald's is going to start spying on your Facebook account. Now, believe me, I don't want to get roped into the QAnon Slack channel any more than the other guy wants to get copied on my melt down all the guns and use the steel to build a theme park thread. But you just can't sever certain topics from politics. Thoughtfully discussing policies related to childcare, healthcare, and racial and gender equality in the workplace isn't exactly talking about the weather. I don't assume you enjoy enrolling in new healthcare plans, 401k accounts, or insurance policies for your dog every time you sign up for a new job either. But because the United States offers no credible social safety net, the workplace is a practical place where politics can be tangibly visible. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and start texting my colleagues about what Hillary Clinton thinks about Afghanistan. Just like nobody wants to hear from her, nobody wants to hear from me. But when you consider that the average U.S. salary is around 55 grand, while the average CEO makes 278 times the average employee, is it really that surprising that employees might want to start up a group thread to suggest that we might want to start changing around a couple of laws? And now it's time for the O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is Sterling Bennett the host of 49ers Access, a podcast that dives deep into the team, players, and fan base of the 49ers faithful. Sterling, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Greg. On Thursday, OJ shared his affinity for his favorite football team. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, today is probably my third favorite football day of the year, the NFL draft. My favorite is the fantasy football draft. I think all fantasy players love that day. And of course, the opening day of the season. I'm uh, extra excited today because my 49ers are picking third now. I've spent my life a 49er fan. I never miss a game from the time I was eight years old till I went to USC. And of course, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, but those are the two teams I cheer for the most. In any event, go 49ers, Chester Fields. Hey, get your shots, wear your mask. Take care. I'm just saying. Sterling, what do you think about what OJ had to say? I never actually thought I would agree with OJ Simpson, but myself being a lifelong 49er fan, my grandfather and my father are all uh, steeped in the red and gold. This year's going to be great. I think we have Super Bowl aspirations. I think 2021 is going to be something very exciting for Niner fans. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? He's a murderer. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Sterling, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Greg. And that's the latest written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. OJ Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. Again, if you like the show, please tell a friend and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any, any of the weird apps. Any, I, I again, I mentioned Stitcher. I don't, I don't use it. Pocket, Pocket Cast, Castro, go ahead. Any of the weird ones, please just subscribe. LatestPod.com for transcripts and all your latest podcast needs is a contact form. You can contact me there. If you don't know how to get a hold of me, go ahead and get a hold of me there. And hey, I'm at underscore Gregot on Twitter. Yeah, right. 
see you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you will soon be hearing me do another episode of this podcast. 